It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. NFL free agency is right around the corner, and to address a key position, the Washington Commanders need to target Dallas Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz in free agency. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there. You can find me here. You can find me on Twitter as well at dharrison82. Today's episode of Lockdown Commanders brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the National Football League. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown today to get started. Let's get this episode started. We're going to talk about some Commanders news developments over the last 24 to 48 hours or so, but today's biggest focus is on the free agent picture ahead, and we're going to start that conversation with the tight end position because Washington needs to look inside the division at Dallas Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz for their tight end solution if they don't want to invest premium draft capital in the tight end group in April. So we did a a kind of a deep dive look at the tight end position in this NFL draft class. I've been on record as saying I think this is the best uh, tight end group in the NFL draft in a very, very long time. Uh, I've seen some other draft evaluators who say that this might be the best class of tight ends to ever enter the NFL in one uh, large group, you know, holistically from top to bottom, all of those things. And in my opinion, I don't think if you're the Washington Commanders, you can leave this draft cycle without grabbing one of those guys. You want to dip into that greatest ever type of pool uh, of talent. But there are some people who think the Washington Commanders shouldn't invest premium draft capital in the tight end position. And, that, and that's certainly fair, different opinions. Uh, going all around for the for the context of conversation, when I say premium draft pick, uh, pick, I'm typically talking rounds one through four. I view rounds one through four. If you're taking a player in one of those rounds, you're taking a guy that you think can impact your team in year one. Maybe not profoundly or even as uh, an everyday starter, but a guy who can contribute at least as a rotational player uh, on in year one and then develop in years two, three, uh, and beyond into a more uh, solid contributor. So when I say premium draft pick, I'm talking about rounds one through four. I think most people probably think one through three, but just for the for the clarity uh, in the context. So some people don't want the commanders to use that premium draft capital on a tight end position, despite how talented this class is compared to other years. 
because there are needs elsewhere and they want to prioritize prioritize those picks in those different positions targeting different prospects and that's that's certainly fair so let's dive into that conversation so if the team doesn't draft a tight end in the first four rounds of the nfl draft or if they don't want to right going into it then who are the tight ends uh, that they should be targeting here in free agency in order to keep themselves from from being in that position and look martin mayhew and ron rivera have both said multiple times that the idea is to enter draft weekend with maximum flexibility so if you want maximum flexibility entering the NFL draft, then you need to address some of these needs in free agency anyway, right? So even if you sign a tight end, doesn't necessarily mean you don't take, I mean, if, if a guy like Dalton Kincaid, my number one tight end, say he's Washington's number one tight end, somehow he's there in round three, just like, you know, Sam Howell. I tried to get Martin Mayhew at the NFL scouting combine to uh, to come out and, and tell me where their, their grade for Sam Howell was. He didn't bite, didn't expect him to, but I had to take the shot. I think he understood that. Um, again, my belief is that it's, they had a round two grade on him. He slid to round five. Nobody saw that coming. They had to take him. If Dalton Kincaid slips to round two, round three, and nobody sees that coming. I mean, maybe they say, look, we got to take him anyway, but the idea here is let's not put the commanders in a position where they have to take one of those tight ends. Right. And right now you look at an Eric B enemy offense, what we expect to have an Eric B enemy offense, and you need that kind of receiver type of, of tight end. And we certainly have some of those, and we've seen some of those on the Washington Commanders roster. John Bates, I think, has been impressive, you know, for what was expected of him. Cole Turner, again, uh, impressed early on. Injuries kind of held him back his rookie season, so the hope is he'll come back healthy and have a better uh, year, too. Amari Rogers surprised a lot of people. Curtis Hodges, honestly, a practice squad guy, but before he was injured uh, in training camp, he was actually looking uh, pretty solid as well. So a solid group of young tight ends, but again, the problem still rely or still remains Beyond Logan Thomas, you just don't really see that kind of truly down-to-down impact star type of player. And even Logan Thomas, those injuries, they're looking like they're starting to catch up. Uh, again, from the words that Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew were saying, I expect Logan Thomas to still be on the roster. I know there was some speculation that he might get uh, released this offseason, and I could certainly see that being the case. But just listening to their words at the scouting combine, it sounds like they're planning on him being around uh, at least for the next season. So. Where do you where do you target that tight end? Right? Are you looking for a Logan Thomas replacement? Are you looking for a guy who could come in behind Logan Thomas? That's another question. But the top targets in this free agent draft class obviously starts, like I said earlier, with Dallas Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz. So Schultz was franchise tagged last year by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, essentially, Dallas chose to keep Dalton Schultz, move Amari Cooper. They trade him to the Cleveland Browns. But now this year, they're tagging running back, or they tagged running back Tony Pollard to keep him in house with which means Dalton Schultz is going to hit the open market uh, and talk to other teams and the expectations that he's going to leave. So Schultz is at 500 more receiving yards in each of the last three seasons for the Cowboys, four or more touchdowns in each of those seasons as well. He's gonna be 27 years old uh, in July and is the number 16th ranked free agent, uh, according to NFL.com's ranking of available players. Now that production may not sound super impressive, but a lot of people kind of the overall, uh, theme here is that the Dallas Cowboys offense has really underperformed and not necessarily accentuated and used all of their weapons uh, as 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 best as they could. Perhaps why Kellen Moore le- leaves the Dallas Cowboys this offseason, goes to the Los Angeles Chargers in a lateral move versus getting, say, a promotion and Dallas Cowboys not signing sick with them. Maybe they think Kellen Moore's scheme is kind of the problem and and not maximizing their weapons. The Chargers will find out. So uh, again, he's going to be 27. Years old in July, number 16th ranked player. Track estimates Schultz's annual value on a new contract at $15.1 million per year. 
Uh, and that may be a little rich given that the Washington Commanders have a $16.75 million cap number uh, right now. But again, those numbers can be worked on both sides. There are player contracts currently on the roster that can be shifted. Bonuses can be paid out. So don't worry too much about the salary cap implications, honestly, because that $16 million can be turned into $40, $50, $60 million in the blink of an eye if the Washington Commanders need it. So I, I know you hear $15.1 million and 16.75 only leaves you one point six so. Uh, six or so million dollars left. You need typically at least ten million dollars just for your draft class, so you can't do it. Trust me, you can do it if they if they really want to. But there is a cheaper target that could be available at the tight end position, perhaps just as impactful, even more impactful. Actually, I would say I would actually target this guy over Dalton Schultz. Uh, you like the inside the division uh, matchup, the inside the poaching a Dallas Cowboy, bring him to Washington. He gets to see the Cowboys twice a year and show them what they're missing or remind them what they're missing. But I like Mike Gusecki out of the Miami Dolphins organization. Uh, I remember first time I saw Mike Gusecki in person, I uh, was actually training camp for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was in Florida. The Miami Dolphins were doing joint practices. Mike Gusecki was there. This is when Josh Rosen was a Miami Dolphin. Uh, things like Ryan Fitzpatrick and he was, Ryan, was a Miami Dolphin. Uh, the dude is big. He's strong. He's solid. Uh, good blocker. Good route runner. Does all the things that you want him to do. 700-plus yards in 2020 and 2021. Did see his production dip significantly under Mike McDaniel uh, in 2022, but still had five touchdown catches despite the fact he only had 362 uh, yards. Now, he will be 28 in October, so he's a year older uh, than Schultz, but relatively he's a healthy player, played in 17 games in each of the past two seasons, so that's good. Spotrap puts his number at $8.2 million, so you're talking $7 million difference there between the two, and I think you're going to get close to, if not equal, value as far as production is out of Gusecki and you will Schultz. So that's actually my top guy, but NFL.com's top guy, Dalton Schultz. So let me know what you think about either of these guys. I do think that either of these guys comes in, probably becomes the primary tight end. Logan Thomas becomes the kind of the second guy, uh, still a veteran leader, obviously, in the locker room. Who knows? Maybe signing one of these guys actually sparks them to, to release Logan Thomas. That would be unfortunate. But signing a tight end in free agency could keep Washington from needing to invest premium draft capital in that group. But there are some other free agents available at positions who could do the same as well. So we'll take a look at three of those guys next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season has come and gone. The Washington Wizards are trying to cling to that, to, to that play-in spot, guys. They're doing their best, not, uh, not winning as much as we would like to see them winning these days. But now is the perfect time for you to download FanDuel America's number one sports book because new customers, you get a first bet, a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. So you want to get aggressive. If it doesn't work out, you get those bets back in the form of bonus bets. If that bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and even threes drained. If you want prior to the Washington Wizards loss to the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday night, I wrote a betting piece for Inside the Wizards where I took Washington plus three, and we hit on that. They lost by two. They still lost. That's still not good for the Wizards. But if you took them plus three, you actually came away a winner. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, one of my favorite features on the app. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for being the Locked On Commanders Podcast. First listen or your first view every single day. Another popular position in the early rounds of the NFL drafts this mock draft season is offensive tackle, but that's another position that the Washington Panthers could actually address in free agency if they choose to with a familiar target starting our list of players here in this segment. Look, we've talked at length uh, and even uh, about tight ends, right? We've, we've gone through the draft prospects. We've gone through some free agent options. Now we'll continue to do that as we ramp up towards uh, legal tampering beginning next week. And we've even talked about quarterback free agents this week. If you missed that, it's in the Lamar Jackson episode, so even if you don't want to listen to the Lamar uh, Jackson portion, go past that. We get into some quarterback options because the commanders have said Sam Howell's going to get his chance to be number one quarterback, but there is going to be competition, so we get into some options of who that competition can be through the free agent market. So let's talk about some other free agents uh, and how they pertain to the Washington commanders. The first guy we need to talk, talk about, I believe, is soon-to-be former Kansas City Chiefs player. So there's a connection, Eric B. Enemy there. We'd be talking about him either way. But the Chiefs connection certainly helps. That is offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. Now, this is the most expensive potential free agent target that we're going to talk about because Brown is a four-time Pro Bowl tackle before he even turns 27. Now, he's turning 27 soon, but look, dude is 26 years old right now walking around as a four-time Pro Bowler. That is insane. Uh, But he also carries a high price tag because of it. Carries an expected annual value of 22.4 million dollars if you believe all the reports he intends to go get every cent of that 22.4 if not try to get even more if they can if he can get a bidding war going on for his services he will certainly do so now we know that the the commanders need offensive line help right that's that's really no secret and again we kind of cataloged how many offensive linemen the washington commanders had formal meetings with uh in in, at the nfl scouting combine we already have reports that dewan jones ohio state's right tackle is going to be or is is a top 30 visit scheduled with the Washington Commanders uh, prior to the NFL draft. So obviously this is a position of need that the fans identify, media identifies, the team identifies, let's just say it, we identify, right? We all identify this is a position of help uh, that needs help. So the Commanders can certainly use Orlando Brown Jr., right? But here's the thing. The conversation is right tackle, left tackle, right? If you bring in a left tackle, do you move Charles Lennon to the right? Well, Orlando Brown Jr. has zero interest in playing right tackle. In fact, he was a Baltimore Raven beforehand, so a lot of the local uh, commanders, if you're a local commander fan, you're you're probably going to remember this from hearing about it on a daily basis. That's the reason he left Baltimore. He was a two-time Pro Bowl player in Baltimore, but he wanted to play left tackle. Well, the Baltimore Ravens have one of the best left tackles in the National Football League, so they said that's not going to happen. He said he doesn't want to play right tackle anymore. He ends up uh, in Kansas City. And because of that, because of those drive, and then you you hear about the reports of him wanting kind of maximum money uh, here this offseason, which is why the Chiefs have kind of said, okay, you know what, we're just going to let you slide. We're going to let you walk away. Some surprise they didn't use a franchise tag on such a young, multi-Pro Bowl type player. But again, kind of the way that he's approached, or at least the way it's been reported to the public and to the media who's not inside the circles in Baltimore, Kansas City, of how he's kind of dealt with what he wants 
versus what the team is doing has led to some character concerns. There are some people who kind of view Orlando Brand Jr. as being a, a more of a selfish type of player. But here's the advantage that, that Washington has. Eric Bieniemy knows him. Eric Bieniemy has worked closely with him ever since he got to Kansas City. Eric Bieniemy has been his offensive coordinator. So if Eric Bieniemy tells Martin Mayhew, tells Ron Rivera, I can make this work. This is not a problem. If he vouches for him, essentially, who am I to sit here and poo-poo the deal? So if we hear about the Washington Commanders pursuing Orlando Brown, yes, some people, you know, he forces way out of Baltimore. You know, the, the word on the street is that he wants too much money to stay in Kansas City, thinks he's too valuable to the Super Bowl team, whatever it is. Look, we all know sometimes those types of things can be really unfair to the player. So again, if Eric Bieniemy vouches for him, and I don't, I can't imagine Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew go to Eric Bieniemy and say, "Hey, we want to talk to Orlando Brown Jr." and Eric Bieniemy says, "No, no, no, don't talk to Orlando Brown Jr." And then they say, well, "We're going to do it anyway." So, so again, if if Orlando Brown Jr. comes in, even for a conversation, I, I have to believe it's got EB's stamp of approval. And if he approves of it, having worked with him directly, uh, then certainly I think we can all get on board as well. Now, a less expensive option to address the offensive tackle position, not a left tackle, but a right tackle would be former, soon to be former Atlanta Falcons right tackle, Caleb McGarry. Uh, former first round draft pick, the Atlanta Falcons didn't pick up his fifth year option, which did surprise some, but he did have some struggles. But then, like it tends to happen when players or when teams don't pick up fifth year options, what happens? He kind of balled out last season. He did a lot better. The Falcons didn't do a lot better, but he did uh, a lot better, especially in the running game. So shows some improvement. Uh, as a pass blocker as well on that right side would allow the Washington Commanders to move Sam Cosme in to right guard permanently. Charles Leno now is your left tackle. Who knows what happens in the NFL draft? Maybe you get Paris Johnson Jr. Maybe you don't. But again, you have a, a starting caliber left tackle. Again, not perfect. Charles Leno Jr. got it. Not perfect, uh, but certainly not the worst in the NFL either. McGarry estimates under $18 million per year on average. So you're talking about a price tag difference of about four to five million dollars, depending on where they actually land on average, just turned 28 himself. So again, Atlanta declined that fifth year option on him. You know, that that's an interesting uh connection. I actually know a person who's a high school friend of Caleb McGarry's, uh, tells me that his his personality, his character, you know, the the young man you're investing in would be amazing. So uh, at least you have that part of it. And then again, the ability to develop Caleb McGarry kind of showed last year that. With coaching, even with new coaching, sometimes a little bit of a shift uh, in in scheme uh, that there is room for growth there. Finally, our third and, and final free agent we're going to talk about in this episode of Locked On Commanders is my favorite free agent in this entire class. And if you listen to this show last year leading up to free agency before he got franchise tag, you know that I want to see Jesse Bates playing for the Washington Commanders. Cincinnati Bengals safety was franchise tagged last year. But he's not franchise tagged again this year, and the expectations that he will be leaving Cincinnati. I don't think that he gets back there. I don't think they get a deal done. Bates just turned 26. The Washington Commanders just released Bobby McCain. I'm not saying the two have to do with each other, but I'm not saying they don't have to do with each other. And while we are all hoping that Cameron Curl is going to get his contract extended, uh, I think the team may need a new top safety. They'll have two, obviously, but they may need that new kind of star safety back there. Jesse Bates could certainly fill that role. And if the team can't get it done, a deal done with Cam Curl before the beginning of free agency, look, if, if Cam Curl still comes in the beginning of the new league year, March 15th, uh, with just one year left on his deal, which he has right now, I want to see them go all in on Jesse. I want to see the, this team go after uh, a guy like Jesse Bates. I know Derek Forrest showed a lot of talent last year, and, and I love that potential in him. But I don't know. you When you, when you compare Jesse Bates to Derek Forrest, 
uh, you know, that duo of Jesse Bates and Cam Curl versus Derek Forrest and Cam Curl, the Jesse Bates duo is 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 easily, easily a lot better. You let Derek Forrest continue to play his role, continue to be that rotational Buffalo nickel type of player, see if he can get better. And look, unfortunately, if you can't get it done with Cam Curl, uh, if you can't get a deal with Cam Curl done before the end of this coming season, it might be time for Derek Forrest to step into that starting rule next to Jesse Bates in 2024 and then you use you know you got percy butler you go to the draft you get some other guys uh to potentially backfill that unfortunately that's the nature of the business you can't keep everybody we all want cam curl i think uh to come back but unfortunately that's just not feasible to keep everybody so we'll see how it works but jesse bates is just a guy singularly i'm a big fan of he's estimated to attract about 14 million dollars annually on his contract has had no fewer than four interceptions per season in four of his five nfl seasons and he's played 15 or more games and each of those team captains in Cincinnati excels as a single high safety, uh, which allows defense coordinator Jack Del Rio more ability to get aggressive uh, if he wants to. But also, if you put him back there with a partner, uh, even better, you've got about half the field secured. Uh, and of course, uh, they can do all that. He can, you know, be a contributor in, 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 the, in the running game uh, as well. Again, wanted him last year, wanted him this year. And now the commanders have the opening because they moved on from Bobby McCain. So that's our free agent list for today. Plenty of free agency talk coming. Uh, legal tampering starts next week um, on the 13th at noon. So we will uh, have our eyes and ears peeled for all of the breaking news there. Speaking of breaking news, there are some commanders developments. Uh, one player finally getting to move on, hopefully from the uh, from, from some, some drama he had uh, experienced or put on him rather last year. And then a new development in, the search for a new Washington Commanders owner that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up this episode of Locked On Commanders with some Commanders news some movement on the new Washington Commanders ownership situation uh, per Adam Schefter of ESPN, who tweeted on Thursday morning, quote, D.C. billionaire Mitchell Rails is partnering with Josh Harris in their attempt to buy the Washington Commanders per league source. Uh, end quote. Rails is the, the owner of D.C.'s largest company. Um, and, and, you know, that's just kind of the latest development in what is expected to be the Washington Commanders sale. Dan Snyder, Tanya Snyder, expecting to move on from the NFL, from the organization. Uh, the really the the biggest deadline we call it can't even call it deadline, but the biggest date to keep in mind with this whole thing is the NFL's annual league meeting, which is March 26th through the 29th in Phoenix, uh, Arizona. As of right now, I do plan on being on ground uh, during those league meetings. Uh, more to follow on that, but that is kind of when it's expected, like before then, or even you know the day of that that begins. That kind of the expected date for when for when the announcement of the sale could be made. Um, potentially even voted on by the, by the other league owners. Um, regardless, if there's not a, a sale agreement in place, you can bet that owners will be talking about it. And, and you know, Jim Arce is always good for another quote. So more on that, more to come on that uh, as well, but some more names. I know Jeff Bezos is the most popular name, but that continues to be a back and forth where 
Uh, now the story is that Tanya Snyder actually is even in on not wanting to sell to Jeff Bezos, which adds a little bit of a new wrinkle to the whole thing. Also, uh, Brian Robinson Jr., you know, unfortunately for him, the big story of his rookie season was not necessarily just his play uh, and the promise that he showed, but also the way that his season, regular season began uh, having to be put on injured reserve because he was shot in a botched robbery uh, attempt. The teenage boy who was convicted of shooting commander running back Brian Robinson Jr. in August uh, of last year, literally right after the end of the preseason, was sentenced on Wednesday Wednesday to the maximum penalty allowed to a minor in this case uh, and will remain in custody until his 21st birthday because of it. Now, in addition to shooting Robinson Jr. in the botch robbery attempt with another teen, the same teen who was charged in connection uh, was charged in connection rather with the death of 15-year-old Andre Robertson Jr. in October uh, of last year before, or sorry, shortly after the shooting of Robinson Jr. Now, the family of Robertson, the 15-year-old who was who was killed, uh, unfortunately spoke out against the law that limits the punishment handout to minors uh, in these cases. And honestly, it's, it's hard not to empathize with their anger. Uh, but all we can do at this moment in time is pray for peace for the family of the young man lost and uh, that and hope that this young man who committed these acts or was involved in these acts comes out on the other side of his uh, custody, being in custody till he's 21 years old, a better person uh, from it. And then Brian Robinson Jr. continuing to work towards moving past uh, that issue, that not another issue, but that event um, and not letting it dictate who he is and what he is known for in the National Football League. Certainly look forward to seeing Brian Robinson continue his career on the playing field. And we continue, we look forward to continue having you here for the Lockdown Commanders podcast. Appreciate you for making us your first view or your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want to join in on the conversation, head over to Twitter. Find me in the DMs at LO Commanders for the show DM or hit me up in my personal Twitter DM at DHarrison82. And let me know what you're thinking. Let me know how you're feeling. If you've got mock drafts that you want to drop for our mock draft Monday episodes coming up, feel free to do that as well. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Again, you can find me on Twitter at DHarrison82. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to each other, and we'll see you next time right here for the next episode of Locked On Commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day.